Hello and welcome back to Beyond These Four Walls podcast. My name is Lauren McMillan, and more than likely, if you are tuning in, you know me as Mrs. McMillan, your child's third grade teacher. This podcast currently airs monthly and has been created to help you learn more about what's been going on in your child's classroom, explore an aspect of third grade that you might want more information about, and answer some questions that either you or a fellow parent might have. So for our first segment of In the Classroom, I have Antosha and Lauren with me. Welcome, my friends. How are you both? Good. Awesome. We're going to go ahead and start with the beginning of our day. How is writing going? Lauren, why don't you go ahead and start to tell us about your opinion writing piece or pieces that you've been working on. So we're doing opinion writing, and um, one of my pieces is I think the teacher's night should be at Taco Bell. And another one is I'm trying to convince my parents to let me write to the president of Trinity to allow dogs Very good. Both of those topics are very interesting. I kind of agree with the dog one, but we'll see what your parents have to say. Yeah. Antosha, how about you? What have you been working on in writing? Um, I've been working on about yo-yo. And the other thing that I worked on was about skateboards. Right now I'm working on yo-yos. And I'm assuming you're telling us that yo-yos and skateboards are very cool. You're in favor of them. Great. Um, Once we move on from our writing time, we move into phonics. Lauren, why don't you tell us a bit about what we've been working on in phonics or how it helps us? So basically what we've been working on is like A patterns, like A space E or AI or AY patterns that make the sound A. Awesome. Yeah. And that's really helpful as we read and with some of our spelling. And Antosha, sorry to kind of put you on the spot, but what else did we start this morning for the very first time um, today that kind of goes along with writing? Um, (laughs) Yeah, we we did our pre-assessment on what we know for our uppercase and lowercase. That's okay. That's why we're learning it. Um, So we will be learning cursive, and we just kind of started today with what do we already know, or maybe what do we not know, and that's okay too. So next up in our day generally is reading, and how is that going? We've been working a lot on mysteries. Um, Lauren, maybe you can go ahead and start. Tell us, you know, what have you been looking for in your mystery, or is there a certain series you've been enjoying? So, um... I've been uh, reading the Panda Puzzles Mystery, A to Z Mysteries, and I literally just finished it today. Did you come up with it? Did you figure out the solution? Uh, base, it was like, well, I, I was kinda. Okay, go ahead and keep going. Sorry, uh, that was the bell. I was kinda, um, off on it. At first I thought it was the the actual person at first I was correct but then I thought it was another person so so you were halfway there with some of your notes yeah and Antosha how about you what are you reading or what have you been looking for in your mysteries Stoneheart um I'm looking forward to like actually finding out the mystery because I can't really find it out okay and um I and yeah Okay, in terms of reading, are you guys enjoying mysteries? Not so much, kind of in the middle. Where are you with not things? Not so much. Not so much. Mysteries aren't really my favorite. They're genre. not really your thing. Okay, and that's totally fine too. So, kind of switching for 
I guess moving forward into the afternoon, we moved over from science to social studies, and we've been working on immigration. And Tosha, why don't you take the lead on this? Why don't you tell us what we've been talking about, some of the things we've been doing? So yesterday my dad came in and he is Ukrainian, and he had a presentation where like he moved because well, his mom moved first because she had a, she had some work like that they offered to her to work there um and then my dad had a choice of rather going to um to Illinois or staying in Ukraine but the, like in Ukraine, it was like a really good education, but it wasn't because like a lack of food or it's just, it was a choice. Yeah, that's perfect. But like in lots of times, it was like in the olden days, it was a lack of food, just like a lack of food. So yeah, we've been talking about reasons that people would leave their home country and immigrate to the United States. And your dad was a perfect example of somebody, he just had an opportunity that he couldn't pass up. And it was really neat being able to have him into the room. Lauren, do you have anything else to add? Maybe what we've been working on or some upcoming things that we will be working on? So basically what we're currently working on for like our um, social studies unit of immigration, we're making like this paper person and like it's showing like where we're from, if we're from France or Italy or something. Yeah, kind of talking about our own um, immigration story. And we also are going to be working on a in-class project focusing either on the past or present or comparison of the two with immigration. So I think people are really enjoying that and I think they like the opportunity for the projects. Yes, am I correct? Yeah. Um, There's some good um, fun activities with those. Um, Let's go ahead and move forward on to math. We have just finished up multiplication. We're going to be heading back into multi-digit addition and subtraction. So um, working on two, three, and four-digit numbers for addition and subtraction. Lauren, can you back us up into multiplication? Is there a certain strategy that you really like to use when it comes to multiplication? Um, I like sometimes like to think that um, the main number, like at the beginning, like so like times, like let's say five, Five times five equals twenty-five. It would be twenty-five divided at twenty-five divided by five equals five. So well, um, we'd be using yeah. fact families yes. in that case. That's yeah. a good strategy. And Antosha, how about you? What have you been working on or learning um, about? I mean, since we were since I'm in enrichment, um, that is the harder math, which. We've there been working on um, arrays, which is caused, which also includes multiplication and division. Like if I, like oh yeah, yeah, perfect. And we've been using some of our array knowledge with our November calendar too to talk about area. Yeah. So that's definitely been where we've been focusing. And then specials. If you guys maybe want to talk about. Your favorite special right now, or what's kind of been going on in maybe a few of the specials? Um, um, uh, you can go first. So, in gym, we've been playing real fun games. Like, yesterday, we got to play this, um, just like a 
you just gotta choose choose your own exercise. Like there was the rock climbing wall. We had kind of like new comp, but you had to let it bounce, like more like volleyball, but you had to let it bounce and hit it over over a string. And then we had a uh, um basketball. We had um we you know we had four square. We had a uh, gymnastics bar. And we also had um, this air pong and what else did we have? So some good opportunities yeah. or choices with PE. Yeah, um, that's definitely nice since we've had a lot of indoor recess too, yeah. <laughs> getting some choices in at PE. Lauren, how about you? What special are you really into right now? Or um, I really like STEM. Um I love coding the robots, and currently we're working on this thing called Robots Got Talent with, um, like, this dance thing. We're working on the dance routine for our robots. I think I've seen that, where you program it in, and then it can do different moves we're, with music. And we're putting on a costume for it. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, it's really neat what you can do with that. Anything else that you would like to add about our day or what we've been up to at all? Um, so... Um, since, like, now that, like, usually in the beginning of the year, like, some, some people, they would, like, kind of get, like, bullied by, like, the fifth graders of mm-hmm. four, but, um, like, it's still sometimes happening, because, like, it's rather, like, we're too slow at running or, like, something like that, but it got better than in the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's definitely a good area of growth for third, fourth, and fifth grade. It can be hard to be the youngest at recess and lunch. Lauren, do you have anything else to add? I'm fine. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you both of you for taking time out of your day to be on our podcast. Today, we will be exploring more of our writing curriculum. We currently use Lucy Calkins' units of study in writing for kindergarten through eighth grade. In third grade, we focus on three main types of writing. Personal narrative writing, opinion or persuasive writing, and informational writing. There are some other types of writing that we delve into, and those would include writing about reading, extending a story, creating a fairy tale, and writing for test prep. While all of these types of writing are important, today I am going to focus on the three main types of writing that we cover, narrative, opinion, and informational. All of these units follow the same pattern in terms of the pre and post assessments, the grading, which is done on a rubric, the length of instruction, which tends to be about six to eight weeks per unit, the structure of the daily lessons, the use of partnerships, and the relationship between the written work that students are doing and the way that the teacher works with the student. In order to paint a picture of writing instruction for you, I'm going to run through the structure of a typical writing unit. So first and foremost, we always start with what's called the on-demand. And you can think of this sort of as a pre-assessment. And this just helps us as teachers better understand what skills each student already has as a writer what they might be working on, and where they could use some encouragement or help. The on-demand is 45 minutes, and it's completely independent. A rubric is used to grade this, and this same rubric is used throughout the unit. The score in each area of the rubric is analyzed, and it's shared with the student, as well as the overall score. 
After that on-demand time, then we move into a series of about 20 lessons, give or take, depending on the specific unit. And all of the lessons follow the same exact pattern. The first way that the lesson starts is with a connection, which is basically a comment or encouraging statement from me, the teacher, um, kind of of what we will be working on, maybe a preview. It also might be a connection to previous learning they've done in another grade or in another unit. Next up is the statement of the skill for that day. For example, we explicitly say what we're going to work on. Like writers, today you will be working on using paragraphs when you change subtopics. This gives writers a heads up on what they actually need to focus on for the day. The third part is the teaching. That's where I model what I'm doing within my writing piece. So I actually have a writing piece that I am writing within the genre that I am teaching where I show them how I use whatever the skill is in my writing. For example, paragraphs. I show them, oh, I didn't use paragraphs. I need to go back and break this into subtopics. So I model what that might look like. The fourth part is the active engagement part. And during this part, students look at their writing and they ask themselves, have I done the skill that's being taught? If so, awesome. Can I do it better or at a higher grade level? Or do I just need to add more writing? Or maybe they look at the writing and they say, oh, I haven't done that. Where is it that I need to do it? How do I need to do it? And that will be their task for the day. It's often that during that time, partnerships look at one another's writing. They are assigned partners at the beginning of the unit, and they stick with them the whole time. This just really helps them see their writing from a different point of view. It can be very challenging to see your own errors or mistakes in your own writing, so that's where the partnership really comes in handy. Lastly is the link, and this is where I remind students of the skill of the day, and I provide them with maybe a help sheet to help them remember what to do or a list of what kind of their task is for that day. Once that lesson is complete, students begin to work on their independent writing piece. And I do what's called conferencing with them. And this is where I have a set schedule of who I'm meeting with based either on what I see in their current writing piece, what I noticed during their pre-assessment or what we called their on-demand or just what I saw during the lesson. And as I work with them, I take notes during that time to help me remember what we work on, what we talk about, where are they, have they progressed with this skill? Because more than likely, it's going to take a few times of practice and conversation to help them get to a more independent level. Also during this time, I might work with smaller groups of students. For example, if I have three students who are struggling with capitalization of proper nouns, instead of going around to each one of them, I'm going to get them all together and we're going to review proper nouns and their capitalization and what are proper nouns, how do we capitalize them. And then we look at their writing and we see, oh, where do you have proper nouns? Did you capitalize your proper nouns? And that's a really efficient way for me to get to three students all at one time. At the end of the writing time, we generally have um, a sharing time in which either I highlight a student or a few students work from the day, or they share with their writing partners to see the progress that they've made for that day. Throughout the unit, generally students work on two separate writing drafts. 
that way they can kind of get a feel for what they're doing and then they can practice it one more time on an independent level. Then at the end of the unit, they get to choose which one they would like to publish, which would be the most perfect version in their eyes of their writing piece. Again, in our eyes, we might say, well, there's still errors. Yes. However, from where they started, this is the progress that they made. And in their eyes, this is the best and most perfect version. It's really important that the students get this sharing piece, this publishing piece, um, because it helps them understand that they're writing for an audience and not just within um, the cover of a notebook. Then to end the unit, We have them do another on-demand, which you could think of kind of as a post-assessment. And this, again, is on a completely independent level. However, it's after the instruction was provided. The goal, or the hope we could say, is that students overall and in in individual areas of the rubric see um, growth in their scores. That way we can see, okay, yep, you've made growth. What do we still need to work on in the next unit? Because that rubric carries over from unit to unit with the same categories. This was a lot of information about writing, but hopefully it highlighted kind of what your student is working on on a daily basis and the ways that we support them in their writing. Thanks for listening to this segment. We have three great questions from parents today, and the first one will be centered around typing, the second will be centered around cursive, and the third is centered around snow gear. One great question that I've received around typing has been, do we practice typing using a program in the classroom in third grade? The basic answer is no. We don't use a program. However, we do reference home row and we talk about typing efficiency when using both hands. If you're interested in having your student practice typing more at home, please let me know and we can help support them and you with a great program that we do have. The second question is, is cursive taught in third grade? Mostly when you think of third grade, you tend to think of practice of multiplication facts or memorization of multiplication facts, as well as cursive. At least a lot of us grew up that way. And yes, we do practice cursive and we do learn cursive. This is something that is taught in the state of Illinois, and we will be beginning cursive next week. It is a slow and gradual process and practice because we want to make sure that we give students in the moment feedback on their position of their paper, their pencil, the tilt, the size, and things like that. And in order to do that, we need to make sure that the practice is slow and very precise. The third question is about snow gear. And apparently, we're already in the season of snow. I don't know how that snuck up on us so quickly. However, yes, students will continue to go outside even when it snows. So it's important that they have the correct gear so that they stay warm and dry for the remainder of the day. Um, Most students come with snow pants or the snow overalls and boots, and then they also have a jacket as well as waterproof gloves. In terms of a hat, you could wear a hat or a hood. With this, um, once the snow starts to melt, it does kind of get a little wet, which can leak through um, things like, you know, fleeces or fleece mittens and gloves. So just a heads up on that. However, I think the question that was 
kind of posed was, how do we manage all of this? You know, my student has a Chromebook, they have an instrument, they have their backpack, they have their lunch, and now we're adding on snow gear. And I hear you um, on so many levels with that. So the best way that I have found that it works is if you get a very large reusable bag that has long handles so that hypothetically they would be wearing maybe their snow gear to school or just at least wearing their boots and they could leave their gym shoes in their locker or keep it in this long um, reusable bag so that they're already in there. And so again, they have their backpack on. Their Chromebook could be in their backpack or over one of their shoulders. And their lunchbox could also be in their backpack if they have room for that. And then on one shoulder, they have the long strapped reusable bag. And then if they need to, they have their instrument in their other hand. So that is a good question and is a lot to manage. One thing that I really encourage as well is labeling all the snow gear, especially black gloves. Pretty much everybody has black gloves. And I would say at least a few times a day, somebody says, did anybody find my black glove? And it could be anyone's black glove. So again, tip on that would be labeling everything and just taking a few minutes to do that over the weekend. Hopefully that helped you kind of prepare for winter more. Thank you for tuning in to the third episode of Beyond These Four Walls. I hope you found this episode helpful and we'll be here again next month. Thank you.